You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 451 of Podcateers. This week we talk about a gritty Mario Kart skit on SNL, getting ready for this year's March Mayhem, speculation is running wild about Rogers the Musical coming to the Hyperion at California Adventure, new stuff is coming to Disney Dreamlight Valley, and quick note by the way, during our talk we do spoil some game plots so if you're playing through the game or will be playing through the game and don't want it spoiled, this is your warning because I kind of forgot to say it when we started talking about it, so sorry. New merch for the Disney 100 celebration, plus another installment of the Shop Disney game. And of course, we continue our Disney history series, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks, like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers After Show, a special section on Discord, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, it's time to get this episode going. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 451 of Podcateers. Boom shakalaka laka 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 you know that movie is? You know that movie? What what well, movie is that? that that's uh, Muppets Treasure Island. Have you seen Muppets oh, Treasure I, Island? It's been I a while. Recall watching it at some mm-hmm. point. I don't remember that line from it. They get uh, it's but like I do <laughs> remember it from a basketball game that I used to play on some console. Like you'd make a like you'd dunk and you'd hear like the announcer go like boom shakalaka. Oh, this was you. They got to the island. And like, there's like all the like island people that live on the island, and they're all like pigs, and they all start chanting this boom shakalaka song, and then Miss Piggy's okay. like the leader of the yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now that you've okay, now that you've described it, I kind of remember it now. Good movie, Tim Curry's in the movie. Yeah, good movie. I like it. Hmm. And uh, who else is in that movie? Billy Connolly, I think, is also in that movie. Billy Connolly. He's a Scottish actor. Beware, yeah. beware the, uh, what is it? Beware the, oh, now I don't remember the quote. Beware the one-eyed man or something like that. The one, whatever, I'm screwing it up. I'm getting us way off tangent. <laughs> actually, never run with scissors. Yeah, actually, This what? is perfect you that you're saying this because uh, it reminds me that we got March Mayhem coming up. Just we in do. A, what a, what a, weeks. what? You know, every year we try to select something fun for March Mayhem. We've done attractions. We've done 
characters, like animation you know, films. This animation films, yeah. Like we've we've had several really fun brackets, but this Food. year we decided to take some of our favorite quotes under the Disney umbrella. They're just not they're not all Disney. It's in celebration of the hundred years. You know, we've actually gone back and forth on whether or not we might have more than 16 this time around. We might start it off with a bracket of 32 because let's face it, there's tons of quotes from tons of Disney projects out there mm-hmm. and narrowing it down is really difficult, right? Because we all have our favorites. Like there's there's reasons why certain quotes resonate with different people. Right. And of course, obviously we have our... Uh, our common quotes, you know, like it all started with a mouse and stuff. And Disney's already using those, right? Like you see them in the park, like all of the super common Walt Disney ones, we're not going to include because obviously Disney's using them as part of the campaign for Dis- for the Disney 100 celebration. But we're thinking of, about using quotes from Disney TV shows, uh, some of the more popular ones, like some of the things that you'll probably hear over and over uh, from movies, from attractions, from, again, anything under the Disney umbrella in the past hundred years. Are we going to hit every single favorite quote? No, because no. it's it's only 32 <laughs> slots. You know, we're still going to have to figure out how we're going to do this. We've only ever done 16. Uh, expanding it to a 32-slot bracket this time around you know, uh, from a time perspective, we'd have to figure out like how voting is going to go because in the past, we've been able to stretch it out over a three-week span. We have, you know, five matchups Monday through Friday. We never did it like Saturday and Sunday, but we would do Monday through Friday and over the course of three weeks, we would get our winner. And six, uh, 32 obviously expands that time. I don't want to go too far to the end of March or going to a day. Which we've done. So maybe the first week, yeah, I think maybe the first week we're going to have to do a couple a day so that we can start Mm -hmm. uh, eliminating some of those and get into the Sweet 16 for the tournament. But going back and forth and reading some of the quotes that we have in our document right now, I already know there's going to be some people that are going (laughs) to love some of these quotes and some people are going to be like, when did they say that? What? (laughs) (laughs) But again, these are some of our... <laughs> yeah, but again, these are some of our favorite quotes from Disney things, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, like you name it. Like, again, everything under the Disney umbrella. The only thing we haven't tapped into yet is Fox properties. But we might. Let's I do mean, it. There might be we some dark space. horse entries in there. Yeah, we still have some space. Oh, but I'm adding to the list right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, the Fox properties can be an entire bracket on their own, right? Because of (laughs) all the good stuff that they have. So maybe that's next year's after the 100 celebration is over. Could be. So let's put a pin in that one. But yeah, there might be some Dark Horse entries for some Fox properties in this one. I don't know. Just think about it. Like Disney bought Marvel. Disney bought Pixar. Disney bought Star Wars. Like they bought Fox. It's all the same, man. It is. <laughs> it's all. Then maybe the we same. should throw some Simpsons quotes in there or something. Oh, oh eat my go. shorts. Yes, <laughs> yes. Eat my shorts. Yeah, also eat my one. shorts. Oh, Come okay. on. Well, I don't even document. watch the Simpsons that much. Adam, Adam, there we go. Adam, eat my. I mean, shorts. does does King of the Hill still count? Because that boy ain't right. Is Puppy. 
That boy ain't right. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> yes, that's my. No. Stop. Pocket That's my purse. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, well, we'll have to double check to like, see if King of the Hill are. I want to say, like, when you read them, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so difficult to vote for because they're so good. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, of course, always... <laughs> Whenever I mm-hmm. I participate in stuff like this, I always try to like I go into the voting process trying to vote with my gut. It's like first instinct, like which one do I like more? And then I'm about to submit, and then I'm like, but I really also like this one. And then it turns into this whole thing in my head. So this one's gonna be hard for me. You know, we've Disney had competitions. Family Guy now too. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh. This is gonna be <laughs> so we were gonna do. I mean, it's all of those Bob's <laughs> Burgers. We, so we were gonna do sixty-four and whittle it down to one hundred and twenty-eight. We'll figure. Something we can out. do this: two fifty-six, five twelve, ten twenty-four, oh, man, twenty forty-eight. So many good things. Let's keep so going. Many good things. So many. Man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I so, only uh, know that because of my job. It's it's just numbers I have memorized, so that's not m- math. I numbers. need a calculator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so in danger. <laughs> There's Ralph. See? <laughs> oh, oh, obviously, release the hounds by yep. Mr. Burns. You know Excellent. what? We can do an entire March <laughs> Mayhem Simpsons on Simpsons quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simpsons versus Family Guy, 16 versus 16. <gasps> oh, oh, or Smithers is yes, sir, for everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, if we end up doing March Mayhem in April again, just for the fun of it, at least we have options, right? There we go. Simpsons versus Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's going to be fun. We're we're thinking about how we can tie in some prizes to March Mayhem. So uh, head over to Discord. Let us know what you think. Let us know about your thoughts about this year's idea for March Mayhem. And if you want to suggest any quotes, drop them off in our Discord server. What we can do is maybe we'll have a vote. Like if people submit a few quotes, we'll put them up to a vote. And the one that gets the most votes will end up as part of the bracket. And if your quote ends up in the bracket, we'll send you a prize. Yeah. And the prize is your quote written on a piece of paper. No, I'm just kidding. Boom. That'll be a good prize. You'll That'll have be a good it. prize. You'll have it 3D printed. <laughs> oh, we need a 3D printer. Well, I guess One I got to get a 3D day. printer then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, guess I got to so. get a 3D printer. <laughs> hey, uh, did you see uh, Pedro Pascal on SNL this weekend? No, I missed it. I, 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 I didn't pictures. watch the whole, <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. I did watch the Mario Kart thing, though. That's the one I wanted to bring up. Definitely my favorite skit in the entire episode. You know what? Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I I think that would make a better one than the that animated one that's coming out. <laughs> oh, burn. Burn. Sorry, uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure the animated one will be fine. <laughs> but this one, yeah. it looked, it's funny. It's It's in that vein of, that I don't like, but I think this is funny, of, here we take this kid's property and make it an angsty whatever show. Like like how River like the Riverdale thing. All right, uh, here's yes. Riverdale and then yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. murder. Here's Wednesday, Adam's family, and there's a murder. 
There's always a murder. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought the skit was very, or sketch, I'm sorry, was very funny. You know, I'm not, I'm okay with it as long as I feel like it's done well. And by done well, as long as I enjoy it really is what it comes down to. Like Wednesday, I totally enjoyed, uh, haven't really watched a lot of Riverdale, so I couldn't tell you if I liked it all that much. But like, I love Sabrina when it was on Netflix. I thought that was really well done, so I really enjoyed that. Was there and a there murder? Was a mur- multiple murder. Multiple, All of the murder. Yeah. Everything has to have a murder. <laughs> you know what? If you're based on a, a comic book or an old cartoon, you have to have a murder in your show now. You That's have just, to have a murder. There's got to be a murder. And it's uh, got to be in the kitchen dense. with the pipe. And it's got to be pipe Professor by Mrs. Plum. White, Professor Plum, Colonel Mustard. That's right. Miss Scarlet. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Mr. Green. Uh, Miss Peacock. Boom. Uh, all you of got them. them. They all did They're it. That's all, all of them. There we go. They all did it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was definitely my favorite skit. Uh, my favorite line from the skit is uh, when Peach is asking Mario. Uh, Chloe Feynman, I think, was Peach. And uh, Pedro Pascal was playing Mario. And they're on the side of the road. And he's like... Uh, I forget what the what they're talking about. He's like, until you crash, and then like, what happens Peach if you like, what happens if you crash? <laughs> He's like, a guy on a cloud comes out and fishes you out, and you keep going. <laughs> she's like, and she's okay. like, oh, oh, okay, all right, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> and so every little aspect of uh, Mario Kart that I think people troll on or just kind of enjoy about the game was all touched on. Like if this was the attraction at Universal Studios, like that'd be great. If we got like the standard version for year round, and then they did like an overlay, like kind of Guardians of the Galaxy does, uh, Monsters After Dark. Like if they mm-hmm. did this to to the Mario Kart attraction, I think it would be fun. They made it all gritty and everything, and they just made it like this real life animated or non animated version. It'd just be funny. People would be against it, obviously, because no overlays but I think it would be funny. I would enjoy it. So selfishly, I'm saying, do it, Universal. Take it. Just run with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny. Do they do the monologue on YouTube videos? I know that they do certain skits, but have, do they do the monologue? Uh, I think likely. they basically just b- clip the whole show <laughs> and put yeah. it on YouTube. Oh, I, I haven't okay. I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure they're, most of the stuff's on there from each episode. Cool. So I'll definitely put up the Mario Kart one because I know that that one's available. And then if I find his monologue, uh, I'll post that as well because I I thought he delivered it really well. So I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Your choice. Did I nail that? Did I get it? Who's that? It's the Mandalorian. (laughs) I just... uh, Who? Mando, the guy with the thing. Oh, Grogu's dad? Yeah. Yes, him? Grogu's yeah. Dad. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he talks about that too in the monologue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he straight up calls people out. They call him Baby Yoda. So, yay. Hey, there was a. a, a the internet went uh, a buzz over the fact that there, were, there was a casting call for something that's coming to the Hyperion at California Adventure. Uh, Andrew, do you want to talk a little bit about what the casting call was for and then your thoughts on what you think it might be? Yeah, so um, going over Instagram and our Discord and Twitter and the internet, uh, was a it, people are interested in this uh, casting call 
um, I'm going to bring it up here, is uh, listed as uh, singers slash actors who move. New limited musical at the Hyperion Theater Disneyland Resort. Disneyland Entertainment is seeking submissions for musical theater performers to uh, for an exciting new Broadway caliber theatrical production at the Disneyland Resort. Plan for a limited run in the state-of-the-art indoor 2000-seat Hyperion Theater at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, it says this new musical is uh, created by Disney Live Entertainment uh, in a partnership with uh, book writer Hunter Bell. Um, who is who was the book writer of the show title of show if it's a small musical if you've ever heard of it uh, and the uh, also uh, songs by uh, composer Christopher Lennertz um, who's an Emmy and Grammy winning uh, composer um, but what got people kind of theorizing in this uh this thing is the the roles they're asking for um there's five principal roles uh featured principal well eight but three years so the first it says uh, role number one is three female roles 20 to 50 um proficient in harmonizing and the ability to sing in many styles from destiny's child to the andrew sisters these performers are fun, energetic, and musical sisterhood that acts as the occasional Greek chorus. Hercules, uh, uh, Hercules. Yeah, that. <laughs> well, that that's the, so. That's one of the one of the big, I guess, suggestions that are people theorizing is is Hercules with because the word Greek was Greek, in there. Yeah. But but uh, Greek chorus is also a just a theater term in general, um, uh-huh. coming from yeah. So Greek chorus is. In Greek uh, theater, uh, they had the, the the Greek chorus. They had a chorus. They had people, basically the narrators. It would be a group of people all, you know, they would narrate the story or say what's going on. Uh, it's, you know, each play is a little bit different, but this is where it comes from, ancient Greece, Greek theater. Um, so the Greek chorus is a just style of, of theater uh, character at, you know, so it doesn't necessarily represent Got Hercules in Greece. Um, mm. The other one, okay, so the other roles real quick, we have a uh, uh, female 20 to 30s, uh, mezzo-soprano, uh, contemporary musical theater, brave, resourceful, and intelligent. Must have a strong English accent. Uh, role three, principal male, 17 to 20, uh, tenor, contemporary musical theater, young man coming into his greatness. Uh, number four, uh, male, 30s, 40s, baritone, uh, contemporary musical theater. He is a uh, decisive, capable uh, principal and has a very, oh, has a wry sense of humor. I can't read. He has a wry sense of humor. And the last role, male, 20 to 30s, baritone as well, contemporary musical theater. I don't have to read all this. Uh, he is noble, loyal, and idealistic, a romantic do-gooder who does not give up easily. And then there's uh, also choral roles and uh, dancing roles. Uh, but these five ones, so the, the two theories that people have, have put out are uh, Hercules. I know mine's correct. Mine is correct. It's <laughs> Hercules. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> Doctor Who of the Hyperion confirmed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Hercules is the one where they see Greek, and then they're like, okay, but there's no British... Uh, character in hercules so that's, that's what i'm saying kind of Doctor like Who at the confirmed. but there's only one british person in this 
No. No. In, no. In this casting call, there's only one British person. Oh. Who is a- Did they mention uh, Irish? Female. Uh, no, there's only one. One must have a strong female accent. Uh, female accent. What's that? <laughs> uh, oh <boy>. British <laughs> accent. English accent. A female 20s to 30s. Early 30s. Hmm. Um who is brave, resourceful, and intelligent. The others have no uh, accent preference, so it's, uh, you know, could be standard anything. And the other one, hey, uh, Hazen is on the, the train of this uh, other uh, uh, boat here. What, what is your your uh, thinking on, on this uh call hazen melissa i think have the same idea oh no i'll let hazen doctor who with the hyperion it. confirmed it's not doctor who damn it <laughs> <laughs> they're not enough british people oh mel rogers the musical boom as we've been saying that it could be a great fit you know why not mm-hmm. but andrew you kind of helped us out with this because we were like oh look new show and Dude, I don't even know much about this, and you know about shows, so thank you, because <laughs> I wouldn't have known how to figure this out, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, when... <laughs> so Rogers, yeah, Rogers fits a little better in yeah. into this, this um, model here, but depending on on how, like, we, we only saw one number in Rogers the Musical, um, so that, and that featured just a guy. And then, like, there was just the guy singer that was, uh, ooh, I forgot his name. Somebody will criticize me about not knowing his name. The guy that was singing, he was in, like, Rent and stuff. He was the main singer in that, the, on, the guy that uh, was Hawkeye. Steve or Hawkeye? No, the guy that was just in a gray suit. He was, like, the featured singer. He was, like, a civilian oh, right, or right, something. Oh, right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. The, us, the rest of, like, the the Avengers in that were were mostly just ensemble people they just kind of had one line and said their thing and did stuff and then they went and danced around how they're saying the uh, rogers fits is uh the british uh, english accent woman would be peggy carter um yep. in this um but it doesn't really fit into unless there's like uh flashbacks peggy carter is like what 80 years old in the Avengers times mm-hmm. or dead or a dead lady. I forget, you know, she's old. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really fit unless th- this is like a Avengers musical. Se- that's not Rogers set in the, you know, or it's Rogers, but they go through like his whole career kind of thing where, right. where these Greek chorus, it says Andrew sisters, which would be, um, you know, around the time of that's the the fifties, the forties mm-hmm. and fifties, the Andrew sisters, and then up to Destiny's Child, which is the late nineties, I guess early two thousands. Uh, anyway, not important, kind of important, not important. So it fits a little better. You know, we don't know exactly what Rogers the Musical is because we saw one number. Um, so Rogers the Musical could be like a Hamilton esque musical where it is his entire life, and that's where we get a Peggy Carter and uh, you know, then we have a Bucky and a Iron Man or something. I don't know. It doesn't, right. you know, or Tony Stark going through the, you know, life of Rogers. Um, it's the, the only reason I don't think it's Rogers is because it's a limited run show. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, 
putting that much into a quote unquote limited run show uh would really make sense. Like I think if they're gonna do Rogers, it should be the like big and da 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 whatever. So Okay, th- not new to like plan. Okay, new, new plan, plan then. New plan. Cherry Tree Lane the musical. That we we have this. It's called Mary Poppins. Yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> coming to the bro- Hyperion. It- Coming to the Hyperion, summer 2024. Uh, but here's the thing. We're going Okay, okay, this. I got another one. I got another one. I got another one. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Off to Neverland, the musical at the uh, Hyperion, coming summer 2024. I mean, Disney hasn't done their own Peter Pan. The The most famous Peter Pan is the... Uh, who did it? Whoever did Peter was Pan. Shelley Duvall? Or, no, that she was olive oil, right? Who? Yes, Shelley yes. You're Kathy She Rigby. was olive oil. <laughs> Kathy yes. I'm all over the place right now. Enter the TARDIS coming summer 2024 to the Hyperion California Adventure. Let's just say anything. Why not? Indiana Jones the musical coming to. (laughs) Sure. I'm being a pest about it. So I do. No, it's I do want to hear why you're saying that you don't think it's Rogers. uh, Because uh, my rebuttal to what you just said before you continue is like I I feel like there's a lot of things that Disney has released in the last few years that aren't necessarily popular or as popular as, as they would expect them to be. And mm-hmm. so I feel like them slating this as a temporary thing, you know, as mm-hmm. a limited engagement sets them up to scratch it if it fails, which I doubt it would if it was Rogers. I I feel like they would uh-huh. do a good job with it, right? Um, But at that point, they could just say, oh, we got rid of it because it was a limited engagement and, you know, no egg on their face sort of situation. Whereas if they said, like, this is the the thing we're going to have there for the next 10 years and people are like, boo, it's horrible. They're like, well, eat it for the next nine years. We don't care. You know, and they're not in the business. Well, they did that with Frozen. (laughs) Yeah. But right now, I feel like with Bob Iger back at the helm right now, like. You know, he's making a lot of decisions that aren't necessarily popular. You know, he like he's coming mm-hmm. in and changing a bunch of stuff. And some people love him. Some people hate the decisions that he's making. But he's making them, right? He's in charge again. But he knows entertainment well enough to know that if you brand it as this limited engagement and it doesn't succeed, you can instantly get rid of it or say that it was only part of the Disney 100 celebration and then no harm, no foul, right? It was just a limited thing right. that they did. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be the smart move. Yeah. And then if it lasts, you know, if it's popular. So where I'm getting at with this is, like, it, it would be sad if they put only so much money into something that could potentially be there for a long time. Like as a limited run show, like Galactic scenery wise, up. and but they put a lot of money into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the thing. It's and the it's opposite doing they, great. But that's what I'm saying. Like if they only put a, a you know, whatever you know, a, a smaller budget together for this show, and then it becomes something more, like it becomes very popular. It is very unlikely that they they then go in and retool it and then put more money into it. I mean, I love the thoughtfulness you put into it because, I mean, you're approaching it from a very, like, logical theater standpoint, right? We're approaching Mm -hmm. it from the, damn it, we said Rogers the musical as soon as we saw Hawkeye and that's what we want to see at the Hyperion. So Mm -hmm. we're we're very instinctually saying it. Uh, Obviously, uh, would I love to see Doctor Who now that they're going to have it on Disney Plus at the Hyperion? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a stage version of it. 
Uh, there are plenty of Disney properties that have females with a British accent. I, you know, like I joke Peter Pan and Mary Poppins and stuff. I almost joked and said it was going to be Bluey the musical, but I know that's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you close know enough what? that I I'd might be, be happy able to pull if it, it was Bluey the musical. <laughs> um, so if it, if Let's say it doesn't turn out to be Rogers. Where mm-hmm. would your money be if you had to, or have you thought it like have you thought that far into it yet? My my money is is it's something similar to like making the magical map or a cabaret show where they can get away with like a big video screen because the the theater the Frozen theater uh, when or when Frozen was in there they had this big video wall in the back that was most of the scenery and this projections and stuff. So if they can get away with using most of that and they just have like a new uh uh music and stuff by you know for these people in a, a book, you know, or something along the lines of, you know, making the magical map, big band beat in uh Tokyo or something like that where it's a bunch of different characters or but not we're a going specific through, property though, right? Not a specific property. It would be, you know, kind of a mishmash of stuff. You've seen these shows on cruise ships and stuff like that where like it can a be a little ship. a little right, co- yeah. little topical, but it takes like, you know, Genie is the is the main character and he takes you through animation, you know, different worlds and something something happens and blah 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 blah. So that's my kind of inkling on what this is. I would love it to be Rogers the Musical and go from there. But the other other thing that I, I that puts it out of Rogers the Musical for me is the creative team is different. The the book and you know the music is uh, not the same uh, writers. And I mean they could be like hiding that. But the original like the song from Rogers the Musical in Hawkeye was written by Mark Shaman, who's a like huge Broadway guy. And they could just be using that song and then including it with a whole story and just not saying Mark Shaman is doing this, uh, but, uh, you know, not listing it to give people an inkling. But that's the other kind of idea for me on why this may not be Rogers. But, you know, it's kind of just like and which would make sense for for something that is. Well, I mean, I don't know if this show is premiering this year. It's, you know. You can do a show in, you know, six weeks, you know, and get it depending on if scenery has already been built and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think they have uh, a date. There's no a date attached to this other than it's auditioning in March uh, mm. or and call our callbacks are in March. Um, so this is something that's either going to be towards the end of the year or next year, depending on casting and scenery and yada 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 but uh you know the stranger things have happened you can i mean you can put a show up in six weeks if you really you know hunker down and do it if you're not really relying on disney's buying like stranger that, so. things yeah stranger things the musical that's oh, actually stranger a, things off, the musical of the hyperion that's on off that's Is off that broadway confirmed? right now stranger <laughs> things the musical Interesting. it's a thing that exists there are there's there there's quite a few uh, musicals that exist that you wouldn't uh, believe exist. There's a like Silence of the Lambs the musical. What? Yeah, I'll have to send you the soundtrack sometime. It's very bizarre. Okay. Uh, don't have your kids listen to Silence of the Lambs the musical. <laughs> no. Nice. Or or what's the other? What's the Stephen King one where they're in the house? It's with Jack Nicholson. 
Red Rock. Oh, The Shining. Red Rock. Yeah, the, the Shining. shining. Yeah. That, that's a musical as well. They got all kinds of musicals. Interesting. There you go. Not. I also found there's a there's a there's a musical called Poop the Musical. I found that one day. Oh, um, wonderful. <laughs> There's a dinosaur musical. There's all kinds of musicals. Anything you want a musical about, it probably exists. That's funny. Do you have any other earnest ideas besides Rogers that you think it it could be? Well, it's not Encanto for sure. I mean, (laughs) I I wouldn't have. It's it's the English accent that that throws me off. So I I wouldn't know. I mean, what you guys have mentioned already with Mary Poppins and, you know, Peter Pan. But at the same time. I don't know what would fit there with Avengers Campus right there. So, I, you know, wishful thinking. Let's just put it out there in okay. the universe. Rogers the yeah. Musical. Come on, make it happen. Disney listens yeah. to us. Please, Disney, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with Mel on this one. I feel like the the proximity to Avengers Campus lends itself to the idea that it can be Rogers the Musical. Uh, I mean, logically, the way that you're thinking about it does make sense, right? Because you would want something Mm -hmm. with some kind of longevity and even calling it a limited engagement, like we talked a bit ago, that if it is successful, they could just be like, "Okay, we'll leave it here longer for you because we want to make you happy. So we're going to give you Mm -hmm. what you want situation. Um, But I'm like I said, I'm kind of with the the Rogers crowd on this one. I really want to see Rogers the musical. I would be be elated to see Rogers the musical. So I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. And I've been wrong before. I've been very wrong. Oh, Re- I remember uh, We all have. <laughs> I remember when I said Disney would never do this uh, scheduling of annual passes. That's never going to happen. What are you talking about? These are just ideas. This is 5 years away. That yeah. Then, so that that's uh yeah, I've been very wrong before. So uh uh, let's hope I am this time. <laughs> yeah. If any of you out there listening have any ideas of what it might be, uh, or if you're on the wishful thinking bandwagon that it's Rogers the Musical, sound off over on Discord. If you haven't joined the community yet, it's super simple. You can head over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find some of the most looked for links on our website, including an invite to join our Discord once there, you know, leave us a comment. Let us know where you fall in this debate of what you think will end up in the Hyperion. Um, but, you know, I, it's fun to speculate. But obviously, we'd love to see Rogers. But let us know what you think. Uh, also, on the links page, you'll find a link to the FGP squad. Since we're talking about links, I uh, want to send a quick shout out to a wonderful group of listeners known as the FGP squad. Our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers happen through their support via Patreon. Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to a special section on Discord, access to our happy hour calls, additional content over on Patreon, uh, giveaways, and more. So if you have any questions about being a part of the FGP Squad family, send us a message. We'll be happy to answer. But of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And a reminder that our next call is coming up on February 11th. That information is going to be posted on Patreon and on Discord. You'll find the Zoom call information. And I hope to see you there. We'd love to hang out. We'd love to play some games. And uh, see all of you.
So uh, that's coming up very soon. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We haven't talked about Dreamlight Valley in a little bit, and I want to talk about it just for a second because okay. we had a huge announcement coming from them. Uh, we kind of knew they had teased that they were going to be adding like Olaf, right? And then uh, they they ended up dropping another teaser for a new rabbit that's going to be coming to the valley. It's in like a little top hat and stuff. And then they dropped a teaser with a doorknob for the Familia Madrigal. And so it looks like Encanto is coming to Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, along with that, they ended up posting a roadmap of kind of where they're going with the game over the course of the next year. Uh, and I just want to read what some of these free updates are. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because, you know, speaking about being wrong, Andrew, you know, I <laughs> thought that we were going to get a couple of free updates ending with like Scar or whatever we were getting now uh, under uh, under the idea, obviously, that we thought that the main game was going to launch in March. Now, there's still no word on when the game will drop for free. It's still, you know, pay to play at this point. But, I mean, these are some pretty major free updates coming to the game. So the first one... Uh, in February, we're kicking. They're kicking off something called the Festival of Friendship. It launches on February sixteenth, and as part of that, you're we're getting Olaf. We're getting a new star path which celebrates Disney's one hundredth anniversary. And the way that they're teasing it is with the Mickey ears that look like the metal is like dripping on them, the mm -hmm. silver ones. Not a big yeah. fan of those ears, by the way. Um, but more importantly, we're getting uh, the, like every biome has that big rock where you find like the orbs that go in it to power the biome. We finally mm -hmm. get to continue that that part of the game in Frosted Heights. So that's part of what's coming February 16th. And of course, we're getting Encanto. I don't know if it's just going to be a door at this point. Like, it looks like we're going to get the doorknob. We're going to open a door in the castle. We're going to get, you know, another realm to visit. Um, I wonder if they're going to bring all of Casita to Dreamlight Valley if uh, Mirabelle comes to Dreamlight Valley. It's so in the promo art. It is. So in the, the promo big. art is, is Casita and... Uh, Mirabelle and Olaf and the bunny. And... Oh, right. Okay, so I want to go back to that. Keep that in mind because I want to go back to that promo art. Okay. Uh, so okay. I'm going to quickly go down the roadmap. Uh, in April, we're opening yet another realm, and we're going to get Lion King characters as part of that. We're also going to be getting a brand new star path to celebrate Disney parks. Then in early summer... We're gonna. Uh, they're telling us we're gonna finally unveil the secret to the forgetting, and then a princess races into the valley was also one of the uh, one of the hints that they gave us for that one, including mm -hmm. a new star path that doesn't have a name yet. Uh, any speculation from either one of you about the princess racing into the valley? Because they're showing us the yeah. big pumpkin and then part of the story of that like shadow version of evil you in the game. Oh wait, you just threw me off with the pumpkin. I was going to be like Sugar Rush. I finally no, get to step that, into I the game. I don't but think that... they're related. I think Sugar Rush is right. 
I think you're both right. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, Mel. I think they use the image of the pumpkin to try to throw us off. Throw like you the off, whole, like, yeah. Like Cinderella at midnight racing off, right? Uh, I think right. you're right. I think it's Sugar Rush. I think we're going to get Vanellope. Uh, and then the other things that they're promising for later in 2023 are obviously more decorations and furniture, clothing and motifs, which, like, whatever. More realms, characters, and multiplayer is coming to the game Finally. later this year. So that I'm super excited about because I think we're finally going to be able to travel, you know, to different valleys of people that are our, are our friends. So that's going to be super exciting. Okay, so back to this promo art that you were talking about uh, a, mi a minute ago, Andrew. There's mm -hmm. a couple of really interesting things here. So, one, they did dress up the house in a different color, which they already told us we were going to get as part of the update. You're going to be able to change the color of your house. Yes, we see Olaf as part of it. We see Mirabelle. We see the doorknob. We see Casita in the background with that, you know, the bunny that they're using. Mm -hmm. But the thing that really caught my eye is I know that we're going to be doing stuff in Frozen Heights or um, Frosted Heights. Yeah, yeah. Frosted Heights. That's what it is. The thing that caught my eye the most is on the left side of that promo art is the mountain mm -hmm. for Frosted Heights. But they have more of that glowing, like hieroglyphic looking thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, that matches a lot of what's in the Glade of Trust right now. There's a lot of ruins if you go into the cave inside of the beach biome, you also see a lot of those hieroglyphics. There's a couple of tasks yeah. that you have to do where you plant potatoes and carrots and stuff and give them gems and stuff to light them up and continue. Talk about wishful thinking, you know, with Rogers the Musical and stuff. But damn it if this doesn't, like, just scream Atlantis to me the whole time. Uh, right. right. What, they've, what they've been calling them is... If you do a little like digging, like through like the menus and stuff, there and I, I'm sure it's mentioned before, but I think they're called like the ancient ones, or something like that is mm -hmm. is what they're referenced as. So, but I agree with you that it does look very much Atlantean, um, for sure. Uh, it'd be interesting that like your whole uh, valley is like on the back of this like whole Atlantis thing, like making that the crux of the game, some sort of, but uh, or some sort of whatever. Anyway, <laughs> making that the crux of the game in some way or another. Uh, but it, it sure screams Atlantis. Like it's, it sure does. Definitely does. We'll see. We will see. But yeah, it does scream it, but it's like, don't tease us. But why would it be in Frosted Heights? That's the one thing I don't understand. I think it's going to crop up like in different biomes like as you go. Yeah. Like the Be Dazzle Beach was like oh. the first one where the cave was and then it'll probably be like, "Oh, we dug some snow away and there it is." But we forgot this was back here. I remember when when somebody did something and it'll be Donald's or something. I don't know. Somebody's going to say it like that. You were yeah. the you were the ruler here, and you covered it up. Don't you remember? Yeah. It's you your ding fault. Dong? <laughs> like it's all your fault. <laughs> you did this you to us. Did this, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, like I don't know exactly how they're going to be tied together, but if if you've done the Elsa quest, there's another 
door or something that you can't yet open. Like you go through this whole thing of completing mm-hmm. the process of, you know, collecting all the gems and everything to help you open the door and stuff and nothing. Like you can't you can't open it yet. Like there's a, still a piece missing that hasn't been introduced to the game yet. And so I've been thinking about how th- certain things can connect. We haven't seen a lot of the underground of the game, uh-huh. just the overworld mm-hmm. basically. So like what if Elsa's cave technically somehow connects to the cave on the beach? Like it runs a path where you see other stuff and uh because uh, again <laughs> Yeah. Well, the other thing is if you've opened up the cave in the sunlit plateau. By the way, I think we should have said spoiler alert cuz there's a lot of stuff in here that Oops. Yeah. You gotta spoiler say spoiler alert. alert for video games too. Kind of. Well, yeah, because you if people say spoiler played it, for you're everything. ruining it. Okay, so we'll spoiler alert from now on. Yeah. Or if you don't care, then keep listening. Uh, otherwise, I'll include <laughs> it in the intro. But, um, you know, in the Sunlit Plateau, when you open up the cave and you go in it, and you go in to get the Vitalis crystals, there's a lot of mine train tracks that are broken and. Like, I don't know if either one of you has ever done this, but I've kind of walked around the cave and I've looked at where they get cut off and stuff. And mm-hmm. over on the opposite sides where these train tracks or these mine tracks are broken are more of these pillars with these Atlantean looking symbols and mm-hmm. more night thorns and all sorts of other stuff. So I'm the, the more that I explore and the more that I play the game, like the more it feels like we're going to get Atlantis, which seems weird because it's not like this huge Disney property. Like they've never treated it like a huge deal. Uh, It is reaching its 25th anniversary in a couple of years. I don't know if somebody finally said like, you know what, let's give Atlantis some love, you know? And if that turns out to be the case, like if this really does lead to Atlantis being a part of the game, one, I'm going to be super happy, but two, I'd be even happier because I feel like it it leaves it open for Treasure Planet to become a part of the game as well. Because it's also a property yeah. that was treated fairly similarly to the way Atlantis has been treated over time. Totally. There's a part... Okay, so when we see Casita on the side on the right, there's a bridge. So I'm wondering if there's going to be a new biome instead of just going through the portal for a door. Does that make sense? Oh, I didn't even so notice I wonder the if that bridge. Elite. Yeah. So I wonder if we're going to see, if we're actually going to go there and see. That's one way to see Casita and not have it just be a door. I would yes. prefer that. Oh, I think I the bridge, I mean, the bridge looks similar to the bridge that is in uh, the, uh, oh, what is it called? The forest, the forest of valor. Of valor. Yeah, it's very similar to that. And if you kind of look behind, there is like a the the pine trees that are up there. Um, the uh, game that I used to play uh, that was also by GameLoft, the Disney Magic Kingdoms. They these they share a very similar style of how they do their artwork uh, for their their new releases. And I've kind of gotten used to um, how how that artwork kind of is and so with with uh with how they they would do it on that game it doesn't mean that it's not happening they they kind of just take stuff 
and shove it all together. So sometimes it means something and sometimes it means nothing. So it's very <laughs> hard to tell. Like that bridge could be, there's a whole nother biome, but it also kind of looks like the bridge that's in there. So you never know. Um, but it's, it's very interesting how they do there. They try to include everything that's in the update in the, the artwork. So, I mean, we also see Mickey and Minnie in the, the hundred anniversary, uh, costumes in this artwork as well. And then the, also the character is holding the teased, uh, doorknob is, is in this as well. So it, the artwork is, can be deceiving at some times, uh, (laughs) <laughs> based based on prior uh, history with this company. The, so the, there's only one other thing that I want to bring up. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but there's yeah, yeah. only one other thing that I want to bring up. Um, maybe this is wishful thinking, but like I yeah. feel like we're not looking at the front of the castle. I feel like we're looking at the back of the castle. And mm-hmm. it like it makes me feel like what Mel is suggesting is is possible right because i think we brought it up when we first started playing the game like we wondered if they were going to add new biomes to the main map versus opening doors and we were going to visit realms like having additional biomes would be fantastic because it the way that they have the castle on top of this mountain or this like rock Mm -hmm. it's not how it is in the game and so i'm wondering if what we're looking at is the back of the castle and somehow we're going to get this additional realm like uh, add it to the map in the back or something. And then, I mean, if that's the case, then the possibilities are endless at that point as far as what can be added. I'm trying to zoom in here. Um, so it is the front of the castle uh, that we're looking at. There's the big clock is on the front. But I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be like Mr. Party Pooper Wet Blanket Man. <laughs> No, um, go ahead. <laughs> but that's just kind of how I am in this uh, this uh, day, I guess. I don't know. But just based on how they would do their artwork on the other game is all I'm basing this off of. And they would do stuff like this where like the ca- there was a castle central to the game as well. And they would just kind of like put stuff there and it wouldn't mean anything, but a lot of people would theorize about it and, and would do the same things that we're doing now. And then it wouldn't mean anything. And then everybody get all mad about it. And so <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to like, I don't know. I'm being a wet blanket guy, but zooming in, I also noticed that above where the, uh, uh, the, we see the, symbol the atlantean looking symbol there is also one of those pedestals with the with the stone in them uh yeah like uh, up there too so it's there's a lot of stuff in here if you go in and zoom in like the house has like a mickey weather vane on it your your blue house um so there's there's just like a it's yeah i don't know i i'm gonna stop being mr party pooper guy and let people dream because I, I, all these things I would love to see. New realms, new stuff. As long as it doesn't make the game crash more, I'm great with it. That's true. <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've heard that on other systems, it doesn't crash as much. You know, we've talked I'm about sure. how there's, there's more power behind them. There's more power behind PCs. And mm-hmm. I'm getting closer and closer to possibly getting an alternate version of this one 
to play aside from the Switch version. Um, uh, one because it makes me think like let's let's say that I got the PC version right. Mm. What if I did want to make all those pumpkin puffs, and I can set up just like a a mouse, like like I could set up some macro and I could just let it cook all my pumpkin puffs overnight, and then I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about doing it myself. I would make way more money. Oh, you want to hear something sad about the pumpkins, by the way? <laughs> so, pumpkin. so a few Good days man. ago, so a few days ago. Uh, I decided, okay, well, it's time to pick my pumpkins. I haven't been as active as picking them as I was before harvesting Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I got two and a half rooms full of pumpkins right now. And remember I mentioned that I was going to get to three rooms and I wasn't going to make the pumpkin puffs. I was just going to sell everything, right? And whatever I got, Uh I got. Uh, So I started harvesting maybe like three or four days ago uh, from when we're recording this episode. I put my game down because I started doing something else and I totally forgot and I didn't play for like three days. Mm -hmm. All of the ground that was dug up ready to plant (gasps) had restored itself to the three days for you. You did it. Three days is the the golden uh, (laughs) time frame there. And so not only did I, did I have to spend the time planting and watering but I also had to spend the time redigging all the holes. It took me a while to decide this. I kind of took it as a sign and thought, maybe I should just leave this and finally start decorating the valley. Like, why am I going to fill it up with holes again? And then I thought to myself, but my third room isn't full. To digging we go. <laughs> and so I went back to digging and planting all the pumpkins. So uh, I'm sure that once I get to the three rooms, I'm going to be like, well, can I fill up a fourth <laughs> <laughs> what, what about 10 rooms? What about right? 10 rooms? What about adding floors to the house? Why not? <laughs> no, I'm pretty decided now. At the end of the three rooms, I am going to sell all the pumpkins and I'm going to reduce my pumpkin growing uh, to maybe a couple of patches and some. Uh, I haven't decided where they're going to be, but uh, I have decided that Just once put them I in the three spooky rooms, land because nobody cares about spooky land. Unless it's Fairy Godmother I that do. lives up there. She might not like all the pumpkins there. It's so far away. I don't even want to deal with spooky land. That's my opinion. I don't care about spooky <laughs> land. I don't go up there except to buy pumpkins. Pumpkin not going to lie. I'm going to be sad place. if it doesn't become spooky land when she arrives. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's the closest. <laughs> spooky land. That's where I, mean, I put Maleficent's throne and a like a fire thing. And then that's all that's up there. Yeah, we have barbecues <laughs> up there. Cook stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, right? Up in up in the Forgotten Lands, towards the back of it, mm-hmm. there's the little pedestals the with the place. crystals and stuff like that. Oh, sorry, spooky lands. Spooky land. Uh, uh, there's also what looks like an additional part of the mountain that you can go up once you get rid of the, the larger night thorns. And it's right yeah. where the like that base and the crystals and all that stuff is. So mm-hmm. it looks like there's going to be more stuff happening in that area as well. I don't know, man. I've been enjoying this game way more than I ever thought I was going to. And I've gotten so deep into it that mm-hmm. now, like, any time Gameloft makes any type of announcement, like, I don't know. I, I, like, I love the game. I've been super excited about it. I was happy to play it when it first got released. But... It's got me 
so involved like uh, really honestly way more than i ever thought i, I was going to be involved with the game like i thought i was going to play yeah. and just gonna be like all right cool we're done with this you know and i don't find myself playing a lot of other games like that like i've found myself coming back to this one more and more and with the library of content that disney has they have a game like if they play their cards right and they don't make it too expensive down the line to add updates or if they don't make it prohibitive you know for people to continue playing like this really is a game that's going to have years of longevity behind it yep. as long as they keep updating it like but like dreamlight valley i'm sure you valley this that's what this is um uh disney magic kingdoms i mean i played forever i i only stopped playing when this came out because i was and i also just was tired of the game but they updated it constantly, like probably four or five times a year, if not more often. They had a lot of events and stuff like that, like mobile games do. Um, but the company seems to be pretty good about updating and adding characters and adding stuff. So if it proves to be popular and worth their time, I'm sure they're going to keep keep at it as long as uh, as long as people keep playing. Yeah. And as long as they keep those blue chests, because what is uh. I forgot what they're called. Moonstones? Yes, moonstones. Collect every single one because you're going to need them. And sometimes you'll find like three, which is awesome. Like, are we going to need them? No, because like they don't do anything. Like, moonstones, the only thing that you can use them for right now is to unlock the star path thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like not that expensive. I have like 50,000 moonstones. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) I don't know what to do do with them. They're just there. Hold on to them. It'll probably. Sure I mean, I'm sure them. it's gonna come to be something at some point. But I, I'm rolling in the moonstones right now. Maybe the moonstones will play a role in, like the the coins you get work as currency within your valley. But moonstones can be used, uh, like to mail something to someone in another valley, like one of your friends or something. Yeah, I mean, when they first uh, like announced the game and were talking about like, okay, you get all this, you know, when you buy the premium package and you get all this stuff, they're like moonstones. They'll they'll be important later, and that was kind of where they left it, and nothing ever came of it. So I'm guessing it'll be more of something when it becomes free. Like maybe the a lot of the stuff in the update will cost moonstones. Or something. All the different doors. And <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mean the the doors cost Dreamlight, so that it it's gonna be there's gonna be something probably where moonstones are like the premium currency for the you'll get the base set of the like like how um the other the uh, Disney Magic Kingdoms work is like they would have they would have like a set of like like they say the uh the Incredibles showed up. Like that was the whole thing when they had four of the Incredibles. But then if you wanted to get Frozone, you had to pay extra for Frozone and you can use the premium gem currency or you could pay just money. Um, And, you know, it would be somewhere, you know, in the gems, it would be like somewhere between like around like 500 or so in that game. Mm. So I, I have a feeling it may be something similar to that where there will be extra content that is part of the game it won't hinder you from from completing the storyline but there's going to be like additional storylines and things like that with other characters where it costs moonstones to acquire 
That actually makes a lot of sense because if you, uh, you guys and I don't do a lot of gaming, right? But uh, mm-hmm. I have been playing uh, a few other games with the kids, like not as much as Dreamlight Valley, but we've been playing like Fall Guys and Fortnite and stuff like that. And so the model that you're talking about, Andrew, makes sense because Epic Games does that now. Like they have their in-game stuff, but then there's the real-world dollars that you can translate into show bucks or V-Bucks in these other mm-hmm. games. The Moonstones could be their version of that, uh, especially yeah. if, if you got like the Founders Pack or whatever, you ended up getting way more Moonstones because you're essentially yeah. paying for them, right? So what you're saying I yeah, think makes exactly. a lot of sense. So uh, my one of my famous quotes I say on here, only time will tell. I know I say <laughs> yeah. that a lot. Only, t- only time will tell. Well, I'll wait and see. It's very true. All right, so let's shift to the parks for a moment before we uh, wrap up with our last couple of segments for today. I just want to bring up some merch that they have at the parks because, mm-hmm. you know, we knew that there was going to be a lot of Disney 100 Celebration merchandise. I've already pre-ordered some of this stuff on Amazon, some of the cool Funkos. Thank you, Andrew, for letting me know when they were available <laughs> yes. to purchase. Oh, I Thank forgot you. about that. I forgot I ordered <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, a lot of that is coming. I think I Ooh, ordered like a Disney 100 book as well as part of uh, some of the pre-orders that they've made available. Uh, let me quickly look at Amazon here. Yeah, I ordered the the Story of Disney 100 Years of Wonder book. So I know that that's going to be coming sometime in March. But in the parks, they have, you know about the press pennies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, Disney will do other coins as part of the collectors. And when I was younger, I love collecting the press pennies. I have a couple of those little binders that they had where you slip in the press penny and then you just kind of have all these like cool designs, right? Well, they're doing something different for the Disney 100 celebration. They're releasing medallions. They're not calling them coins. They're calling them medallions. Some of them look pretty cool. Uh, There are uh, numerous locations at this point that have them available. Uh, I believe there's going to be 100 by the end of the celebration. Mm -hmm. We know where a handful of these are already available. And what we know is that they're either $6 a piece or... Uh, $20 for four of them. And each machine normally has four of them available. If you tally up what this is going to cost, if you're a completionist, on top of the fact that you have to buy the collectible binder, which I believe runs $25, $25, $30, on top of that, you're going to be spending around $500 to collect all of these coins should you decide to do the four for 20 or about $600 if you're going to do the $6 per coin if you don't get them in sets. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty pricey collectible. I think a lot of people are going to pick and choose the ones that they want. Uh, I'm sure that there are going to be people that are just going to try to collect all 100 medallions. What do you guys think about them? And do you see yourself collecting any of these? They're really cool. The only ones I would get are the Haunted Mansion ones and the Pirate ones. Other than that, I don't see myself collecting 100. That's insane and out of my budget. (laughs) But um, for the 4 for 20, it's a one-time thing. Sure. It's probably one of the cheapest things that you could get. 
for the anniversary. So I would say those. I have. Let's see. I don't know if you can hear that, but those are those are my current medallions. I have a couple <laughs> couple medallions here. There's some noise for you. Um, so I I'm a fan of these. I like coins. I probably will not end up getting all of them. I I don't care about a lot. I mean, I care about them, but like I don't care to have a complete set of something if it's not what I like. Like. Like I have a complete set of every pin of Aladdin the Musical the Spectacular that's ever ever been made. It's like that's one of like my completionist things. But these coins, I think I would again rather have just the things that interest me. So the 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 same ones that you said, Mel. The the pirates and the haunted mansion ones for sure. Um, maybe an Oswald one. Maybe you know if they had a you know Roger Rabbit one come out in the future or. Um, you know, who knows? Emperor's New Groove, something fun. I, I don't know what their plans are for some of these because right now I think they have um, they've released like 40 of them total right now, I mm -hmm. think are out around there. Um, so there's still quite a, a number if they're going to get a hundred. Um, so, you know, sky's the limit with these. They can put whoever they want on them. But yeah, I definitely will hopefully be picking up some of these the next time I'm in the park. Maybe I'll have to uh, give Larry a call since he's there every other day, it seems. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm very jealous of him, but yeah, uh, some of these, you know, if there's an indie one or something, th those will be the ones that I'm more interested in than, you know, just like Peter Pan or Bambi or, you know, what have you. But there are some, you know, there are good, options here for basically anybody that's interested you know they have marvel they have star wars they have pixar they have disney they, everything's there um so you can find these coin machines um throughout the parks and downtown disney um i believe there are let's see i think there's 11 locations so far is it including the hotels actually have machines it's three, six, nine, ten, eleven. The hotels. Yep. Each. Yeah. I think each hotel has one. Downtown Disney has two, and then yeah, three at Disneyland and three California Adventure. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on the haunted mansion ones. I think like if I made in like if I took inventory of the ones that I feel like I would want to collect, definitely the mansion ones. Probably throw the pirate ones in there. Anything with Walt Disney or Mickey. Or both, I'd want to get probably an Oswald one. They have a Wally one available at Paradise Pier Hotel that I think I would also get just because I love that Wally. That cute. And if they end up releasing something like the Arc Reactor or like an Avengers logo or something like that, like I'll, I'll probably end up wanting to get those as part of the collection. But mm -hmm. like you, I don't see myself collecting all 100 of this. I, I'm going to be very choosy about which ones I get. I feel like there's definitely a good 10 to 15 that I definitely want. And then everything is whatever. You know, it's cool to have them, yeah. but I'm not like a Bambi coin. Eh, you know, I could do without something no. like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyhow... Uh, if you get an opportunity, 
to head to the parks and if you're interested in collecting any of the medallions. Like Andrew said, there's multiple locations at Disneyland, including the Penny Arcade. Pieces of Eight is where you're going to find a lot of the Haunted Mansion and pirate stuff. There's uh, one at the exit of Space Mountain, over at California Adventure, at the Camera Shop, uh, the Collector's Warehouse, and Bing Bong's Sweet Tooth or Sweet Stuff is where you're going to find the other ones. Uh, there's two machines at World of Disney. I, I believe at opposite ends of the store. And then the hotels, they're going to have one at the Disneyland Hotel, the Grand Californian, and at the Paradise Pier Hotel as well. We don't know if they're going to end up releasing more machines or if they're just going to replace the coins in those machines. Maybe like mm-hmm. half of the the celebration, they have these available. And then the second half of the celebration, they have the other 50 coins available. If they yeah. do indeed do I think Yeah. Because I think there is a machine right now in Galaxy's Edge as well that isn't that doesn't oh, there is. have these. I think there's a coin machine in Galaxy's Edge, if I'm not mistaken, um, that has just Galaxy's Edge coins in them. I, I believe that is true, but I don't know. I could be making it up. Very, very cool. Uh, the other thing that I saw that I feel like I really need in my life, and I got to figure out what to do about getting this, but uh, they, you know how you got the Mouseker Award? You were talking about the the mouseker that you yes. got. Okay. Yes. Okay. So as part of the same collection, they released a little Disney water tower that's a lamp, and it looks so cool. It's a hundred bucks. I almost ordered it on Shop Disney, but I want the discount. So I feel like yep. it's one of those items you just have to get in the park if you want your discount. But it looks yeah. so cool, man. Like I feel like I need that little water tower in my life. And it's like it's like you say little because it's smaller than a life size water tower, but I think it's still pretty big. Like it's, it's like lamp cool. sized. It's right. like the size of it a is. lamp. It's still pretty like substantial. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. There's a, they have a lot of cool stuff they're releasing for the hundred uh, celebration. Um, the eras collection they're calling it. It looks it looks great. It's all on Shop Disney. I've been on Shop Disney too much. I've <laughs> I've I've stumbled across some more fun things on Shop Disney. Um, <gasps> Do we have so, another game ready? You want to play some uh, play the Shop Disney game? Yes, sure. Let's this is, do it. This is <laughs> this is the Shop Disney game. We need a theme song for the Shop Disney game. Shop Disney. Okay. Anyway, here we go. It's the Shop Disney game. Uh, if you don't remember the Shop Disney game, uh, I'm going to describe a thing, an item for sale on Shop Disney, and Hazen and Melissa are going to try and guess what the theme uh, of said item is. Um, so this is this is themed to a film. Uh, so this that that's your hint is a film to get you okay. in. This is a dog collar by artist Anne Shen. Um, the dog collar says your four-legged friend will look pawful- pawfully elegant in this simulated gold leather studded uh, with sparkling rhinestones. It will provide your pooch. Boop, boop, boop. A- what is Spooky Buddies? And it's not Spooky Buddies. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. What is Air Bud? It's not Air Bud. What can I Damn tell it. you? Uh, rhinestones, adjustable metal buckle, a rose gold tone metal D-ring. Um, comes in three sizes. Uh, let's see what else. The there's so on oh, the boop, boop, boop. on the collar. Okay, go ahead. What is Lady and the Tramp? No. Dang. I know it, it's it's rough. Um, 
Wow. What is Homeward Bound? Here, Rose goals. <laughs> no. Here, here's the hint. Uh, here's a hint. Uh, you're like not anywhere close. Uh, the, you're you're thinking too uh, rationally when it comes to this dog collar. Oh no. I feel like it's gonna be one of those Pirates of the Caribbean tie dye ugly shirt things. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. It's not the Pirates of the Caribbean dog collar. <laughs> okay. Uh, haunted mansion dog collar. No. You know what? I'm gonna say Cinderella. It's not Cinderella dog collar. No. I'm like, um, what's fancy and stuff? Uh, uh, think, think. Uh, uh, what can I tell you? Uh, let's see. The the picture on the Star Wars. No, it's not Star Wars. The picture on so it has like a little heart like locket looking thing, and on the picture on there features uh, four characters, uh, three three little characters, and their mother. The mother is very uh, regal and fancy, and she's got three little 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 uh, children. The Aristocats. The Aristocats for a is, dog oh, collar. Yes, this wow. is the what? Aristocats dog collar. Um, on Nailed it, marketing so. wise. Who, who, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What is funny wow. on here is they also sell cat collars on uh, Shop Disney, but there's not an Aristocats cat collar. No, 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 no. The Aristocats dog collar, which features Duchess and uh, the three kittens. Um, nice. on, <laughs> on your dog collar. Uh, okay. Yeah, you do that. Looks, <laughs> looks very nice. Um, Shop Disney. Okay. Um, well done, Mel. You might have. S- yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks. You might have seen these uh, munchlings. So this is uh, themed to. Grogu. This is a character. No, it's not Grogu. It's the um, Grogu blue mathingies with the macaroons. I already said it's not Grogu. So oh, that's I'm trying to give that. you a, hopefully an easier okay. one if you've seen. If you've seen these munchlings, this one's themed to an acai bowl. Munchling oh. acai bowl. Um, I can't really tell you much other than it's themed to an acai bowl. And it's a munchling, part of the Fruity Friends series of Disney munchlings. Um, they are proven to be huggable, lovable. Bing bong. Uh, no, it's not bing bong. I don't even oh, think wow. I know what this is. <laughs> Aren't munchlings like a Chex Mix sort of thing? No, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's Muddy Buddies. <laughs> I don't know what? I thought aren't no, munchlings, munchlings a snack? No, you're thinking of Munchkins. That's, oh, that's, that's like donut holes. In that dunk- my head, I kept thinking that they were like so, a snack. Okay, okay, I will explain right, to you what well, munchlings are. I, I thought munchlings so too. are like these little so do you know what like the squishmallows are squishmallows have you seen those yeah the squishmallows yeah those yeah squishmallow Big, round, I'm, I'm saying a stupid way to yeah. say it i could say squishmallow I, instead I do like squishmallow <laughs> munchlings are kind of like that they're they're themed to it's like a, a, a plush um themed to a character but they're also food so like there's like a oh. mike wazowski avocado toast and there's like a piglet wow. chocolate covered strawberry, and there's a like like Winnie the Pooh honey pot or whatever you know the kind of th- you know things like that. This is an acai bowl themed to a character. I'll say this character Winnie the Pooh. No, it's not. I already said Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. Oh, and Winnie the Pooh is a honey pot. 
I think. Or maybe he's a pumpkin. You, know, you don't know. He might secretly love acai bowl. <laughs> he could. I mean, I don't know, I know if this character knows Maybe he wants to lose a little bit of weight, and before he goes is. out on a jog, he e- eats an acai bowl. Winnie the Pooh's going out on a jog, huh? Okay. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, he stuff might. and fluff. Anyway. Um, okay, I'll start giving you hints. Um, Iron Man. Yes, Iron. Yes, there you go. He caught it. The Iron Man. No, these are Disney, mostly Disney Acaibol. and Pixar animated characters. Um, okay. This, the cast of Inside Out. This movie came out in the uh, what early 2000s. This character is more heavily featured in sequel and uh, subsequent TV show. Kronk? No. It's a Mater, Acai Bowl, Squishmallow, yes. Squishy Boo Boo, whatever. <laughs> a munchling. Yes. Wow. That's exactly what I said. Um, okay, so this... Uh, uh, what? So not Mater. It's not Mater, no. Um, but is it Cars? No. What else can I tell you without just like being blatant about it? This character comes from uh, outer space. Oh, Wally. No. Uh, no. <laughs> um, this character uh, is ha- has uh, more. Wait, th- Stitch. This character has more than six hundred. It's not Stitch, but you're you're on the right track. Who who? <laughs> right movie. Angel. There you go. We got it. It was what? a long road. This is an angel. What? Acai bowl. Disney. Disney. Who is making these munchling, scented plush. Fruity <laughs> finds medium. Wow. Fourteen inch. Thirty-four ninety-nine. I will send you a picture what? of the angel. Yes, please. Thirty-four ninety-nine. <laughs> yeah, they come in like I different can't... sizes. So this is fourteen inches. So it's you know like that big. It's like bigger in my head. Okay. Um, they come in different sizes. You can get them like tiny keychain size all the way up to like big ol'. Like the stitch is a pineapple upside down cake. Just to like give you a mini strawberry cupcake, poo honey cake they have multiple winnie the pooh ones anyway so those are the munchlings munchlings <laughs> munchlings um that's let's funny. see i know we're kind of running along here but i don't care i still got another segment but here we're gonna do one more uh i got plenty of these this is um this is themed to uh uh how let's see this is a general let's see I'm going to try and not give you a theme other than it's a property. Um, and then I'll get, I'll give you hints if we, if we need, um, this is a dig kit. Um, I don't know if you've seen videos of people. I know what this is. I'm not going to answer it. Okay. I, yes. Cause Mel, this got me mad. No, just say <laughs> it then. What this is. Just say, this Cause is now a, I'm curious. No, this, hold on. I gotta, I gotta explain it. Oh, first. okay. Okay. So okay, do you know okay. what a dig kit is? Hazen. Uh, it, I feel like it's Indiana Jones related and you're trying to teach kids about archaeology somehow. It's not Indiana Jones. So. Or, you would have. So so this is like it's basically like a like a I don't know how to explain it. It's like a hardened block of sand and inside the block is like stuff. And they give you like a little hammer and a little chisel and a little like brush to like kind of dig excavate the stuff. Um so let's see it, it's a this set comes with a plaster building containing a hidden surprise plus digging tools and uh, let's see buildable skeletons with accessories for hours of fun 
that's all I can really tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> Big Thunder it. Mountain. <laughs> nope. You're you're, you're kind of getting on the right track though. That Galaxy's is a good guess. Edge. No, too far. Go oh. t- go the other way in the park. Make a U-turn. <laughs> yeah, make a U-turn. <laughs> oh, make a U-turn. New Orleans Square. Get closer. <laughs> You're <the> close. What? <laughs> Club 33 dig kit. You're, 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 I mean, you're getting closer. You're, Find a you're, bar of gold. You're, you're, Hazen, you're Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you're right. I was going to say, you're right on top of it. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, so this is a Pirates of the Caribbean dig That's kit. That's so funny. Um, it's just like a block of compressed sand, and there's like skeletons and stuff in there, and you dig it out. Um. This is twenty five bucks um, for you. Yes, Indiana Jones would be a much better theme for this. Yes. I mean, I kind of get the idea. They put a skeleton in there, like ooh, spooky. Um, but you find a skeleton, it has like there's like a tattered t shirt or something in there too. Like these are small. They're like you know the size of uh, I don't know hot pocket. I don't know. They're like that. You know, maybe a little bigger than a hot pocket. Eh, hot you know, pocket. every you know the universal like hot the universal measurement of hot pockets. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the Disney. I almost called it the Disney Plus game, the Shop Disney game. Uh, we got plenty of these. There's no uh, shortage of dumb stuff on Shop Disney, so we'll definitely bring this back again. Uh, I like the Shop Disney game. There's so much dumb stuff on there. That's funny. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for another installment of the Shop Disney game. That uh, brick of sand is interesting. It's a brick of sand. And I'll send you a picture of, of the theme. But <laughs> yes. Hours of fun, right? It's like four and a half minutes of fun for 25 <laughs> <Right>. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up the episode with another installment of Great Moments with Mr. Andrew as we continue learning a little bit of Disney history throughout the 100 years of the Disney company. Andrew, take it away. Man, I hope you're not tired of hearing me talking because I feel like I've been ta- like, talking so much this episode. So uh, I love it. Let's round it out with more me talking. Um, the years are 1933 and 1934. Um, so 1933. Uh, we get a few recognizable names join the company. Eric Larson, who was a director, a directing animator of like Snow White, Mary Poppins, Jungle Book, Alice in Wonderland, uh, joins the company. Also, um, Wolfgang Reitherman, who is one of Walt's nine old men, joins the company. And also Clarence Nash, who is the uh, originated the voice of Donald Duck. Uh, all three of them joined the company in 1933. Um Besides gaining the uh, these guys, uh, the company also released a silly symphony, the Three Little Pig Pigs. I can't talk today. The silly symphony called the Three Little Pigs, which would go on to uh, be another great milestone for the company and its feature song, "Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf," becomes a national hit. It kind of like becomes this big. It comes because the depression is going on right now. Uh, to kind of get out of the the, uh, the just the Disney stuff, the depression has been going on for most for like the entire run of the company starting, and this is kind of becomes like a big song for the depression that people latch on to. Um, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? But also uh, this year, the first Mickey Mouse watch went on sale. And uh, Walt and Lillian welcome their first child, uh, Diane, who was born on December 18th, 1933. Um, by the end of the year, the company had released 11 Mickey shorts and six silly symphonies. 
Getting into 1934, uh, Walt is pushing to get more young animators uh, to the studio, and boy, howdy, did he get some. Uh, this year alone, we added three more of who had become Walt's nine old men. Uh, 1934 sees the addition of Ward Kimball, uh, Milt Call, and Frank Thomas. We also see uh, Bill Titalia. I'm very. I'm, I'm going to screw up his last name. T Y T L A, um, who today is considered animation's Michelangelo. A very talented animator. He was with the company for a very short time, but uh, did a lot of work on Snow White and uh, was a lot of like uncredited work and uh, kind of a weird stuff happened with him. Uh, but anyway, uh, Donald Duck makes his first appearance this year in the Silly Symphony, The Wise Little Hen. But Mickey Mouse is also as popular as ever. Uh, lots more merchandise coming for Mickey Mouse. Um, he's added to the Encyclopedia Britannica. Cartier began selling d uh, diamond-studded Mickey pins. Uh, Lionel creates a Mickey wind-up hand car. And General Foods puts Mickey on a box of post-toasties, which becomes the first licensed character to appear on a cereal box. So it's just Mickey Mouse fever up in here. Um, this year also sees another Oscar win for the company as the Three Little Pigs wins in 1934. This year is also very important because this is when Walt decides and announces to the company that we're making uh, our first feature-length movie. Snow White and Seven Dwarves, uh, Dwarves uh, begins production in 1934 in earnest. Um, they, uh, you know, th this year, you know, there's a lot of development uh, for Snow White, uh, this is where th 34 is where the story of Walt coming up with like 50 different names for all of the dwarves that happened in 1934, all of this development stuff. Uh, but we're going to talk about Snow White more in the coming weeks. It's going to be uh, mostly what the company is focused on in the next uh, uh, few years. Um, by the end of the year, the company had released nine Mickey shorts and eight Silly Symphonies. Uh, so that's uh, 1933 and 1934. You know, uh, an episode or, or two ago, I don't remember when it was, but I was talking about the collections. And I was talking about how I collected watches and stuff. And it's funny that you mentioned that in 1933, the first Mickey Mouse watch was sold. Mm -hmm. And I, I never like thought like oh i can own like a, a mickey watch from the 1930s because you know they go for quite a bit of money now on ebay if you still have uh, one especially if you have a working one it's worth way yeah. more right but to think that you know a watch today if you were to get an actual watch it's going to run you anywhere from fifty dollars to maybe two hundred dollars depending on the brand and who licensed it and stuff like that and you're looking at several hundred if you just have a smartwatch and you just buy a $2 face for it, right? So mm -hmm. uh, it price varies. What trips me out about the first watch back in 1933 is it was made by a company, I think, called Ingersoll. And mm -hmm. it right. sold for $3.75 at Macy's. The first day, they sold over 11,000 units of this watch. <laughs> you know, it's like it was such a popular item. And, you know, when you think about 11,000 units sold during the Depression for $3.75, you can tell what kind of impact the Disney company already had on society bringing 
a type of happiness that people needed in their lives at the time if 11,000 people were willing to go out and pay 375 for a Mickey Mouse watch at Macy's. Yeah, it's uh, Mickey. It's Mickey fever for sure. The country, the world loves Mickey Mouse uh, in the 30s. Uh, the world still loves Mickey Mouse. It's 2023. The world loves Mickey Mouse still a um, 100 years later. So or almost 100 years later. But yeah, yeah so I was going to say I'm still tripping out and I did not know that there was a diamond yeah. being introduced. It's by a Cartier diamond it's studded pin. It's like a I think it was like a like a brooch or a, a hat pin or something. I'm not 100 percent sure, uh, but it's some sort of time, pin. But it's like, who could afford that? Rich people. That's so that you had the, the, <laughs> the regular schmo. Uh, he goes yeah. and buys uh, the 375 Mickey Mouse watch and then, you know, uh, on their high horse, you know, uh, Henry Ford or, uh, you know, some, some, somebody <laughs> goes out and buys their Cartier Mickey Mouse pin. I'm, I, you know, I'm sure Walt didn't even have a, the Cartier Mickey Mouse pin. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how many maybe, of these yes. they made. They probably made like 20 of them or something, but who knows? <laughs> some, we got to ask somebody, somebody out there, you know, if Walt had this Cartier Mickey pin. Diamond studded yeah. Mickey. And if you have an extra one that you just want to give to us, it's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll put it in the collection. They're not going to yeah. sell it or anything for microphones <laughs> and stuff. Whatever. Put it in the Podcateers Museum. Yeah, in the vault. 3D the studio, in the vault. <laughs> printing machine. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up the episode. Thank you, Andrew, for another little history lesson uh, for the Disney Company as they celebrate their 100 years. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, join us over on Discord. Remember that you can head over to podcateers.com slash links. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about in the episode, uh, especially on uh, the, you know, what what do you think is coming to the Hyperion during that casting call? What do you think of the block of sand that you can buy with a random little skeleton? 25 and, uh, bucks for that sand. Yeah. <laughs> the sand is more expensive than the watch. <laughs> what would the watch be worth today? Uh, if it was three seventy five, then inflation wise, can uh, we figure this out? Yeah, real we quick. End? I'll hold on. I'll tell you that that was nineteen. What did I say? Thirty four. Nineteen thirty three. Three thirty three. Is this with interest? Because that could be like a no. million dollars. <laughs> it is. It was three dollars and seventy five cents. And we're going to calculate that watch would be $86.28. Okay, still a bargain compared to a $25 (laughs) block of sand. (laughs) Hey, it's got a plastic skeleton in it and a little (laughs) tattered shirt. (laughs) That's funny. All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. That's where we're leaving this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.